Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Last week, Jim Kelly was in Italy. You and your girlfriend went on a nice trip together, and I saw some of the pictures you posted online yesterday, Jim, on your Facebook page. It looked like you had a great time. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing, the more time you have to think about this, the more it's bugging you. You felt like a lot of people in Italy were trying to take advantage of you as a tourist. Yeah, just a warning to anybody who's planning on going on a trip to, to Rome or Sorrento. It's just filled with people trying to nickel and dime you and rip you off, basically. Like, the moment we landed from the airport, there's guys... The moment you you land in Italy, they're like, beware of pickpockets. Anywhere you try to go get like, train tickets, because there's always these sketchy people bumping into you, trying to get into your pockets. There's fake cabs outside the airport. Who you don't... bought one of those things, the the money belts that you were wearing on your oh, abdomen, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So, But it was like a hidden one, so I would tuck it under my shirt, but I felt like a loser the whole time. <laughs> so, you know, people, there's illegal cabs trying to, you know, if you ask how much this fare is, they'll say it's this much money. My it, gut's so big, that would be the worst place for me to... Hide money. Yeah, you just put it in between the fold of your pelvis <laughs> right. and your gut. Just keep some cards you see in there. That? It's sticking right out there for everyone to see. Sorry, go ahead. So, I mean, literally the moment we got dropped off at our Airbnb, this guy comes up to us with all these bracelets and he like tries to put it on my hand and my girlfriend's hand. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want it. He's like, no, it's free. And I'm like, all right. So then he puts it on my wrist. And next thing you know, he won't leave us alone until we give him some money. And there's a couple locals who like did the throat thing like you put your hand there like don't talk to this guy yeah so like I, I i go you know what take this back he wouldn't take it back but he wouldn't leave us alone until we gave him money so uh my girlfriend was also like don't give it back to him and he goes oh she's racist because it was a black guy so he's like oh you guys are racist and like my girlfriend's getting upset so i have to like stand between them finally this guy goes away <laughs> my did you like, give him money no i said get out of here and, I, and then i just stopped talking or looking at him and then he just wandered off and my girlfriend was so upset she's like i've never been called racist in my life <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, there's women coming up to you with their kids that they probably told to cry before they get there. And they're like, num, 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 we need some money for food. You feel bad for them. But after you see this so many times, everybody's trying to get money from you. You, you go to a place outside the Vatican. They don't say what the prices are. But if you buy a cappuccino there, it's 20 euros. And what? you can't not pay, which, which would be 30 bucks Canadian. Easily. It was I, I, it was at the end of my rope, and then you know we had this nice dinner, and we walked by this karaoke bar on the like second last night we're there, and I'm already just mad at all the locals, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't have any cash left, any euros, so I put my credit card down. And this it's a hole in the wall karaoke bar. The place is trashy. So we met these people and I, these these uh, middle aged ladies from Michigan, Kalamazoo, Joy and Jan, and I was gonna buy them a glass of wine. I go up, how much for a glass of wine? Uh, eight euros, which is what a bottle would cost at most restaurants. So I go, wait a second, how much are these beer? How much are the Peronis that I'm? And they go nine euros, which is fifty over like seventeen dollars for a bottle of beer. You can buy that same bottle of beer for one euro on the street. So we're having fun though, and I'm like, you know what? I don't mind spending a little bit of money. It's a novelty bar, whatever. I'll have one more round of drinks. There was these American guys, too, that we're having fun with. And I said to them, how much does that bottle of wine cost? They had a pure bottle of wine. 16 euros. I'm like, man, they were just trying to charge me 8 euros for one glass. So I went up and said to the the bartender, who's, when I first got there, spoke perfect English. (laughs) (laughs) And then I ask, I say, can I get your cheapest bottle of wine? She kind of, you know, huddles up with this other sketchy dude. uh, And they're looking for, like, a bottle of wine. And she comes back, 65 euros. I go, I just asked that guy 
how much he paid for his bottle of wine. He said 16 euros. Now her vo- now her English is getting worse. I don't how you oh how many I don't I had four drinks and it cost me $65. So I was so I was furious. The next day we're walking around the same uh, town Sorrento and uh I uh I'm like I got to go back to this bar. And uh, she's like, we don't want to go back there. I'm like, I'll be right back. She's like, don't go in. So I went back there, and there was, wasn't really anybody there. And I just went to the bathroom and just peed all over the bathroom floor. <laughs> <laughs> and my heart was pump, just pumping as I was leaving. That's, I, that's how you got back at them. Yeah. Peed on the floor. So I, I had left a review with my Facebook profile. So like I had done that the night before. So I thought I was going to get recognized. Oh. So I was like, I just made a mess. I know it's incredibly petty, and I was drunk when I did it, and I didn't care. I just, it was the only thing I felt like I could do <laughs> to retaliate for getting ripped off. You peed on the floor and left a terrible Yelp review. That's how I do. What uh, What does your review say? You found it there. I mean, it's kind of similar to the story I told, but it wasn't even a restaurant. It was just a small hole in the wall karaoke bar. Like it, it was like twice the size of the studio, Taz. It was a tiny place that had no right to s- charge that much for alcohol. And after I left the review and read the other ones, I felt justified here because this is my review first off. Ignore decent reviews. Warning, don't go. I started a tab. Big mistake. They will overcharge you. Eight euro for a small bottle of Peroni. It's half of that literally anywhere else. They will charge random people random prices i asked one guy how much his bottle of wine cost he said 16 euro then i approached the bartender after i got suspicious of the prices and said how much for your cheapest bottle of wine she huddled with some random dude behind the bars then grabbed a bottle and showed it to me and said 65 euro i replied and said well how come those guys got one for 16 again an organized huddle ensued and they said that's impossible at this moment i said i'd like to close my bill and it cost me 65 bucks uh 37 euro for four drinks i would have told them to go F off uh, with that price. But five minutes earlier, I saw three sketchy guys run out of the back of the bar from behind a curtain like they were about to beat the crap out of some people. <laughs> I forgot to tell that part. But yeah, three guys went out like they were going to go stab somebody. One guy had a motorcycle helmet. I don't, I don't know what it was about, but it looked like it was ran by like something a mafia. Something out of a James Bond movie? Something, yeah. They were going to go take a chain to some guy's kneecaps or something. So, I mean, that's the one I left and said, avoid at all cost. Emphasis on the cost. I'm not crazy because the next review goes... 20 euros for two small beers. My partner and I stumbled upon this place thinking it would be a laugh. Absolutely diabolical. Empty inside. We ordered two beers and it was 20 euro for two small beers. We left 10 minutes later. The next review says, complete ripoff. This place is a joke. They doubled the price of our drinks because we weren't European. The next review says, Well, Jim went back the next day in European. <laughs> I was a PN. <laughs> <laughs> I was a European. <laughs> all over the bathroom floor. I, it wasn't my game plan. It was just I needed a bathroom, and at that moment, I was like, I just turned, pivoted to the left, and just let it go. All in the toilet bowl <laughs> cleaner thing. Um, another person says, if you're American, avoid at all costs. Avoid this bar at all if you're American. My friend from Italy got a vodka lemonade for four euro. I went up, got the same drink, and they charged me eight euro on top of that. <laughs> What's the name of the place? It's called Daniel's Karaoke Bar. In Sorrento? In Sorrento, Italy. Okay, there go. You there go. for a good pee is the only thing I recommend. <laughs> you peacock, We're doing sports. You peacock, cock, Devin Peacock. You, peacock, you predicted peacock, that the Boston Bruins peacock, were going to sweep the St. Louis Blues. I don't think you're that disappointed that that prediction has not come to fruition. It's uh, It was a tough loss uh, for my Bruins, but uh, <laughs> my full and total support remains firmly behind. The bees from Boston. 
They were leading. They they had a lead for a while in the game last night. Yeah, they had a lead, uh, but it was uh, Carl Gunnarsson who was the hero for St. Louis. He scored the game-winning goal as the Blues beat the Bruins 3-2 in overtime to tie the series up at one game apiece. Gunnarsson scored on a delayed penalty 3 minutes 51 seconds into overtime. He apparently told coach Craig Berube during the overtime intermission while they were both at the urinal peeing that all he needed was one more shot to win the game. And he was right. The win snaps the Bruins' eight-game win streak, game three, Saturday night in St. Louis. Barube told the story after the game, and they asked Garnison. He said, yeah, that's what happened. He walked up. He was in full uniform. I, I never thought about the th- these guys taking pee breaks in their gear. I, I know I've done it playing hockey, but I never pictured like a professional athlete. I guess they'd have to, of course. It's just funny. Going in overtime, that's a long stretch. Yeah. You're drinking that Gatorade. You're, that G2. <laughs> you're, uh, it's, you gotta pee. Yeah. I would fully recommend people read the game story on uh, TSN this morning. The writing that Frank Saravelli did to describe this whole interaction is just <laughs> hilarious. It's fantastic. Is it, uh, I guess it depends on the situation, but what are your thoughts on talking to another guy while he's peeing at the urinal? I would never do. I'm, Not, no. I, I, I will respond if somebody talks to me. I will never initiate. I think it's uncomfortable. One word answers if someone says something to me, and I'm not. I'm not having. A you ever have that thing? Like I'll stare straight ahead. You ever have that thing where the guy like looks at you and he's trying to make eye contact with you? Maybe I can't remember. People will look over and be like, "Yeah." So, and it's like, just I can hear having you having a conversation. I like I like staring at the tiles that are on the wall in front of me when I pee at the urinal. I like when they have beer advertisements in a frame in front of you, and you're like, "Oh, well, look at that." You do have people though who like physically turn to you to talk when you can just like we can I can talk to Jim while looking at Taz. We can have this conversation while we're both washing our hands in about <laughs> 35 seconds, dude. <laughs> but the hand dryers are so loud. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I'm taking a dump. Give me a second. We'll talk about it at the sink. There's a big basketball game tonight. There is. Uh, Toronto Raptors making histories, as we've said throughout the morning. First NBA Finals game outside of the United States. Raptors have home court advantage. This is something that the Warriors have not faced in any of their previous trips to the uh, NBA Finals with this current team. They've always had the home court advantage. They've always been the favorites. They are the favorites, the heavy betting favorites going into this. But I think the uh, Raptors can win. I think the Raptors will win, and I think the Raptors will win in seven games. It's going to be a seven-gamer. So first two games in Toronto, right? First two games, so tonight and Sunday night's a game two. And really the key for the Raptors is, and it's always like easier said than done, which is one of the things that did really well against Milwaukee was they slowed down the pace because Milwaukee and Giannis Antetokounmpo in particular are just devastating on the fast break. And the Raptors' defense has just been dynamite throughout the entire playoffs. They are like the best defensive team. And in the half court, Milwaukee could not generate anything. So one of the keys the Raptors have to do is what Cleveland did two years ago is to slow down the pace and get Golden State into the half court. they got to have their secondary guys make shots, which they've been able to do at times and other times not. Danny Green's got to, if he's going to have a series, it's got to be this one. And one of the other keys for the Raptors 
is Golden State one of their one of their few problems? They don't have many. Is they do tend to turn the ball over a lot. So if the Raptors can get some turnovers, can force some turnovers, they can get some fast break, fast break points. They can really give this series a run. Plus, home court advantage is huge in the NBA. If this prediction of yours comes true, that means they're winning at home in Game Seven, right? Yes. Oh, oh, that'd be incredible. Lord. If tickets are going for up to seventeen grand for tonight's game, imagine what a Game 7 ticket is going to cost. Oh, I Would it be crazy to say $50,000? I mean... Maybe. Some idiot will pay that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> game starts a little later tonight, Dev. 9 o'clock is tip-off, and even might even be a little later because of NBA and ABC, but uh, you will not want to miss it. I just want to say, I, I'm a fan of some of the things that the City of London is doing downtown. Dundas Place, I wasn't initially on board, but seeing the work that's been done and the light at the end of the tunnel with Dundas Place, fantastic. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for that Flex Street and festivals to be uh, going there. It's, it looks amazing. And... Thumbs up for Dundas Place. Yeah, if the second half looks like the first half, it's going to be fantastic. We're all good, right. But these bike lanes that they've put in, temporary bike lanes on King Street, it doesn't seem like anyone is a real fan of these things. Here's a text message from an FM 96 listeners. OMG, those bike lanes are a joke. Why would the city do this while York and Dundas are under construction and just make traffic on King, which is one of the only streets you can utilize to head east, terrible? That's a good question. Eventually, they're planning on putting permanent bike lanes in. Why did we need the temporary bike lanes? Why did we need to spend $600,000 in the meantime, we've gone without for this long. Just wait until we're ready to put the, the permanent ones in, Dev. So there was a discussion at council a couple months ago about, well, if we're going to be changing around our whole uh, BRT plan, do we still need to do this? Ultimately, they decided to do it because they have multiple different transportation plans. There's a transportation master plan of which there includes different modes, which includes uh, cycling. So they felt it was important to get some cycle lanes in there right now before they transition to BRT lanes. Traffic is brutal on King Street, especially near Budweiser Gardens and the Covent Garden Market between uh, uh, Rideout and Richmond. And that's where Jim Kelly is. He's counting how many bikes are actually using the bike lanes. How many have you seen now, Jim? Okay, so Taz, technically, I've seen four cyclists come down this way on King Street. However, one was on the sidewalk. Didn't get the memo that there's a bike lane four <laughs> feet away from <laughs> so, but Four total. Seen, in ten minutes, you've seen four. Yeah, so I've seen four, four cyclists. That's more than I've uh, seen in the past two weeks since they yeah. installed these bike lanes. I'm actually right here uh, on one of these newfangled um, bus stop islands as well. There's a few people waiting in line here. Hi, guys. I'm from uh, FM 96 Radio. I just want to ask bus riders what they think about these new islands. Do you like the new concrete islands you're standing on? Um, I like the look of them. I think it makes looks uh, the more modern look. I like the look of it, but I don't like how it's pretty tight for traffic. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty tight, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of cyclists come down this way? Do you think it's worth the 600000 I saw my first cyclist this morning. Actually. The first one. The first one. <laughs> but I guess they did have it blocked off for a couple okay. of weeks, so they just opened it up at the beginning of this week. So so yeah. are you a yay or a nay for this uh, $600,000 plan by the city? I'm a yay. A yay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One hmm. cyclist? Worth it? Well, I don't know, but it might pick up. Yeah. 
some people maybe don't know about it. Yeah, yeah. there's a memo out there. <laughs> Jim Kelly on King Street. How many cyclists have you seen now in the bike lanes, Jim? Eight cyclists that have come by in a half an hour there's now. There's been eight. So there's been eight. And you know what? I'm just walking up and down trying to, trying to find people. And lo and behold, one of our favorite people in the city, Mark from the Richmond Tavern, right on the corner of King and uh, Richmond here, a uh, beautiful bar in the city, legendary. Uh, Mark, you're the GM? I am, yeah. Nice to talk to you. Family-owned, right? That's right, since the mid-'80s. Okay. So how has this bike lane affected you since you guys since it's been opening up? Well, the bike lane, is, it's unfortunate because what it does, it chokes all the traffic in front of our place. We've lost our loading zone. We've lost the place for taxis to pick up our patrons. So now we've got patrons that aren't able to safely get home all the time, and that's that's quite frustrating. So when they first were thinking about putting these in, did they consult you guys with the bike lane, or how did like this even start? Um, we get regular letters from the city of different things that are going on around us. We got a very short letter just saying there was going to be a public consultation about a temporary bike lane on King Street. Nobody really thought anything of it because we thought a temporary bike lane wouldn't constitute hundreds of pounds of concrete being built in Southern North. Yeah, concrete by its very definition is not temporary, and there's like several islands as you go down here. Uh, of course, it costs $600,000 to the city. Uh, what would you like to see changed or, or, or different about these bike lanes if it becomes permanent? Well, I think the bike lanes are, are necessary, and I think it's important for a growing city to have the bike lanes. The problem is, is where they're located. They're mixing all the heavy bus traffic with the bike lanes. To me, that's a recipe for disaster. They're, they're turning Dundas Street into more pedestrian-friendly. Why not move the bike, bike lanes there so they don't have to mix with the buses? Fair enough. Fair enough. Can, you get, a DU- can you get a DUI on a bike? You can. Yes, I know yes. you can. You yeah. can. Okay. I yeah. just, okay. Well, that was the one silver lining I thought, but no. <laughs> not responsible. I, I am, I am glad you, not knowing that, Jim, I'm glad that uh, you have, you're alive. <laughs> I don't have a bike. <laughs> you don't have a bike, thank God. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.